Sin Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. How's everybody doing? Taking a few weeks off. Just coming right in, coming right at you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Happy to be here. What is this? Show 108? I don't even know. <laughs> no idea. We're just, once you get past 100, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you know, it's just like, it's it's all downhill from here. Or maybe it's up. I don't know. We've plateaued. We're as good as we're going to get. We're punk rock as it gets. Yeah. And um, it's just all a blur after 100. You know, we've made it basically. We've made it. Lambos. Yeah. I didn't know this is what making it would be like. I thought I'd have more money, but <laughs> we've made it. We've made it. I would say we're officially podcasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a podcaster than I am a drummer. I am too. Right that now. is not true. <laughs> People say, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a podcaster. hundred episodes. Oh, really? How much do you make with that? Well, let's just not talk about it. <laughs> um i hope everybody's doing good i'm Corey kingston that laugh that you hear in this gorgeous studio just beautiful over there is the one it's the only fantastic getting his vaccine today filthy funky phil pardell yes sir yes sir yeah 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 me (laughs) yeah phil Uh welcome back you know we're we're here it's good to see you we're not in the same studio you're still at your studio but Mm-hmm. Guess now you can come in studio if you want, but things have changed, right? I think this is forever a Zoom show. It might be. Yeah, you got kill. You got kids, and you got your own space set up. Why would you need to drive thirty minutes away to Oceanside? I'll probably you know? come back someday. I don't know. I miss seeing you in person. Yeah. Uh oh. I know. I feel like somehow. Well, we got to get into it. Let's get, let's get into it because I'm already... Oh, great. Now my internet is unstable. Great. This is why we need to come in or either I need to go there or you need to come here. Dang. Um, all right. Well, we'll work through it. We'll work through it. Um, so anyways, okay, before we get into it, I have a lot to say. This is going to be a short show, but um, we're still happy to be back. This is the Drum Brigade podcast. We do a lot on Drum Brigade. And, you know, like, I just want to say that. If you guys want to know about what we do, then check out drumbrigade.com. We have an awesome thing in the mornings called Chops and Coffee. Uh, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Phil, I need to talk to you about this. Um, and then um, we have uh, lessons, of course. Me and Phil are teachers. Um, we have uh, teaching is expanding, by the way. I'm getting like haven't I'm getting a lot of lessons, but I'm also starting to work um, in the new year in August new school year, I'm working with a charter school. Yeah. So if you go to a charter school, your kids go to charter schools and they want to sign up with the drum brigade, you'll be able to do that. Now you just have to like request us through your charter school and then I can apply to be a vendor. So that's good. Um, we have a special lesson program, $5 a month. It's a dollar 25 a week for drum lessons. I mean, seriously, who can beat that? I think the next best thing is free and you don't want free drum lessons. Trust me. 
Um, so these are good lessons that are, you know, I have to do some more basic lessons because I've been doing, I've been throwing some like intermediate advanced stuff up there. Um, anyways, if you guys want to do that, it's five bucks a month. You get access to all the videos. Um, and, um, I upload new videos every week, sometimes more than one. So, um, check that out. And then obviously our merch is like dope as heck. It is. And so if you guys want to support that in that way too, then go ahead and do that. Everything is on drumbrigade.com. We have a lot of other stuff going on too. A lot of stuff in the works. I like this podcast. Um, uh, acceptance podcast is coming back, um, in the next few weeks. Um, different, a little bit different of a format. So couple podcasts, couple things going on and, um, yeah, exciting new things for drum brigade as always, always working on that thing. So, um, you know, you know, don't watch me too carefully, all right? I'm still working on it myself. I'm always working on that thing. You ready to get into it, Funky Phil? Yeah. Phil, I need to, like, I need to implore you to somehow wake up at 7 in the morning and come to Chops and Coffee one of these days. I know. Because I it is getting it. so stinking good now. Yeah. It's getting it's getting to be like a master class in the morning. It's I know it's just warm ups, but like today, like there's some new guys that have been coming and they just like love they love this thing. They love it's like it's insane. And so there's like a regular group of people, like probably 10, 10 people that come. They they're like kind of interchangeable though. Like some not not everybody shows up on the same day, but some days, you know, we'll have a packed Zoom meeting and then some days we'll just have like like six people but every time i can say like with an honest heart and a clean conscience that it is really good every time it's like it's turned into this whole thing this community but it's missing funky phil dude i'm sorry (laughs) i know i need to do it i need to just like have it as part of my weekly schedule at least it's hard i know it is really hard It, it is really hard I think I would have to do. I'd have to be on a pad or something because yeah, can't, it's, I can't. Play everybody's drums. on a pad. I can't play acoustic drums that early in the morning. No, no, no one's playing really acoustic drums. Even me, I have the full pads on my kit, and and it's not really like Here, here's a new ch- new chop. It's turned into this thing now. Before it started off, where it was like I would have guest guys come in and try to lead the the warm up, and then and then it turned into like I would pick like three two to three maybe four warm-ups to do nothing really hard we'd work through them and then i would go hey here's a lick that you know i love to do and it would just be like some random thing and everybody was like super into it and i would always try to start the day off with like a motivational thing this is when i was like you know when i did the the acceptance podcast and i was trying to like build myself as like a leader and like um, a motivator for my community you know and i still am very interested in that but I would try to make chops and coffee was kind of for that, for me to like exercise that muscle, you know, of like motivating a group of people, not being scared to talk in front of a group of people, not being scared to lead a group of people, like especially drummers that are professionals or teachers or students or whatever. Well, now it's turned into just a community of dudes that just get together in the morning and hang out. And like, I would say it's like 50% now just conversation and drinking coffee and 50% warmups. And so I don't, I literally don't prepare anything for as far as like, how am I going to motivate these people? That was causing so much pressure on me. Like 
I need to figure out what I need to bring today to motivate everybody. And like, and like now it's just like, we get on these topics and it's dope. It's dope. So long story short, dude, there's this dude that there's these couple dudes that show up now. There's dude, Dave, that's going to come on the podcast probably next week. And then there's another guy named Adam Geist, Adam Geist or yeah, I think it's something like that. And Adam has an insane story. Like went to Texas state. Um, I think Dave went to Berkeley. Um, these guys are like very, very qualified teachers and very qualified musicians. Like it's, I think it's safe to say way more qualified than me. I'm not saying self dep I'm not trying to be self deprecating, but it's true. Anyways, Dave is an amazing podcaster, has a podcast out there called the musician mindset. Amazing. Go listen, subscribe, all that jazz. Mm. Um, it's that podcast is what acceptance podcast is supposed to be. But anyways, I digress. Um, so it's kind of like friends, inviting friends, inviting friends, inviting friends. And this is just like multiplied to where now we're here. And so Dave invited Adam Adam is this Texas state guy that is a very skilled drummer and he's doing all these studies like Mark DiGiani. Mm -hmm. Mark came on the show a while ago. Go back and listen. Great. He's studying how your brain works with drumming and he's doing all these studies in Philly. Okay. Well, Adam is doing the same thing. So Adam had it in a crazy, he's coming on the show. So we'll, we'll talk to him more, but I'll let him tell a story, but he had this crazy injury where he was loading into a gig and walked through a sliding glass door and the shards of glass cut up his hands. What? Yes. And then he had he ended up having nerve damage and all this stuff had casts on his hands oh. and wasn't able to play. And so he completely hit rock bottom and ended up developing PTSD from that injury. Oh man. Yeah. And so this is like over the past like several years, like 3 years he's been Figure, trying to figure out what's wrong with him and why he's just completely got depressed completely. You know, he said his whole focus was on how to be like a better drummer. And then an injury took that away. So he's like, so, I mean, rightly so he got super depressed anyways. Um, he's dove into this idea of the, all these ideas of like how drumming and music and, your brain works with um, helping people that have injuries, people that have brain, you know, uh, disabilities and how your body reacts to certain things. Like he's studying like why we all get in our own head. Like when another drummer enters the room, that stress that happens to us or like when we drop a stick, what that stress of like, Oh crap, I messed up, you know? And then what happens to us? What happens to our heart? Like, you know, and then how do we stay like level in time and then developing techniques and stuff? It, this is the way I'm hearing what he's saying. And I could be wrong. That's why I want to just have him on the show, but, um, developing how to identify what those things are and then work through it so that you can be consistent in your time in your abilities, in your mind, all of that stuff. So he's studying like all this crazy scientific stuff, man. That's awesome, man. That's and so then, important. Yeah. It's, it's really unique because like what I was saying was like, you know, like I'm, I'm really into cycling 
And there's all these kind of studies for cycling, like heart rate monitors and cadence, you know, reading and power meters and how fast you're going. And you're computing all of that stuff on your bicycle so that you can be efficient and, you know, you can stay consistent. If you're racing, you can have enough energy to win the race at the end of the race. So, you know, if you keep this, this, you know, cadence and this, your heart at this aerobic, you know, however you're reading all this information so that you can monitor your energy and, you know, you, you know how much you have to put in your body to get the most out and all of that stuff. You measure all of that in cycling. It's like a science. And, um, there isn't anything like that in drumming, you know, there, I mean, that I know of. And so these guys are taking this to the next level. So anyways, I connected him with Mark DiCiani. Oh, cool. Yeah. And now they're like chatting back and forth and they're like, and I'm just like so pumped because this is like the brigade has brought two people that could potentially change our community, you know, like we should have them both on together. What's that? I said, we should have them both on at the same time. That'd be I know, fun. dude, that would be a, uh, it would be, t- I don't know if this show is the right show for that. Like we're yeah. like, which dinosaur would you choose? And they're talking about like, <laughs> like real, like, I mean, like, sometimes we get we get for real, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, that's some that's some next level. I mean, I don't know, like the the whole angle of, um, well, first off, like how your brain works with music mm. and learning, combined with like your, more of your internal voice and emotional state, and like, yeah, all that combined, I feel like is like. Yeah, like you're saying, it's like it's something that's not really covered in right. in education for the most part, and it's so important. I feel like that's part of, you know, that's part of why I I used to drink as much as I did. I think right. like I I would drink, I would have booze on gigs, you know, not get sloshed, but have have enough to like kind of quiet my internal anxiety voice. Same, you know, and, and like it got to a point where I realized that this was happening and I I was like, I need to stop this. I need to be able to, I need to be able to be okay and play drums without having alcohol, you know? Yeah. Like I need this, this ridiculous. I should be able to play drums and without losing my cool and be able to get, you know, and, and through it, it's weird. Cause I feel like, I don't know if, if you've noticed this, but I feel like I've noticed like a different level of consistency in my timing Absolutely. And like, yeah, because having the, I feel like it changes your perception of time. Like uh, when you're, when you have booze in your system. I feel like, so I'm, I'm like seven months, I think seven months or eight months, no drinking whatsoever. And um, like I said, I don't, I don't think I made a lifelong commitment. I'm pretty sure I didn't, but I don't right now. I don't want to i don't find it necessary i think also with the virus and all that stuff i think that's just lowering my immune system and i don't i don't want to do it so i've noticed a tremendous difference in my playing though um i i feel like i have a lot of consistency i feel like i'm using my brain and i'm not just like basing it what i do on feel Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm um really executing what i want in certain settings um because i'm like clear and focused and um, I, I, I notice a huge difference, like with timing, with all of that stuff, doing, doing, executing something because I've worked on it 
not because it feels like it should go here or it's it feels like this and this is you know what i mean mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah that's a big difference um but i will also add that like this chops and coffee thing has really really helped me because it's like three days a week dedicated to an hour of like talking about drums and then working on something even if it's something i know how to do it's like it's about me it's not something i'm teaching a lot of times i totally flop and i'm like dude i i can't do this you know at this speed like i i have to kind of keep it general for everyone because there's beginners in the room and then there's you know guys like adam that have been in you know graduated from texas state and are killers but um i uh yeah, I've noticed a big difference in my hands and in my playing. We've been doing this for months now, and it's three days a week, and I haven't missed one week. So I haven't missed one day. Damn. And so it's um pretty good, man. It's a really, really good thing to like add some consistency to where it's it's meant to just get you warmed up for your practice, although I don't think anybody practices after Chops and Coffee. I think that is their practice. But mm-hmm. today I, I had... Um, so I've been doing this eighth note ostinato thing on my feet for like ever. That's the only ostinato I do or a samba like ostinato, you know, like one, a two, a three, a four, mm-hmm. a one, you know, um, and then do your whatever hand workout on your, you know, on your hands. That dude was like, yeah, you should switch up your ostinato. Like maybe do quarter notes on your feet or half notes on your feet, you know, or like, eighth notes well, we've been doing eighth notes maybe 16 notes or triplets or like and i was like that just blew my mind like i didn't i never even thought about that i know it's simple but i never thought about that so today we're doing um this like quarter notes on our feet and then i have this like eighth note exercise that adds like accents and then the next two bar or next eight bars um you flam where the accent should be then um the next eight bars are um diddles on the where the accent was still playing eighth notes then you flam diddle like a flam tap you know for the eight bars um it's only on the accent so the rhythm stays the same right and then then you're you're it just keeps going then you're like diddling all the middle notes but playing the accented notes as single strokes then you're flam and diddling all those notes all the way down it's a it's a complete exercise it's really great that's cool um and um, so we were doing that quarter note ostinato while we played down that whole thing. And then it brought up this whole subject of like, you know, he like one of, like that guy, Adam said, well, you know, um, a lot of marching band drummers, because I always say marching band drummers would probably think this is so lame and so easy. But for me, it's a struggle because I'm a drum set guy. I'm not a, I've never been in marching band, but it's helping all of our hands. And a lot of guys are like having a hard time with it and. So it opens up this conversation and he's like, yeah, I think a lot of marching band guys though are like, don't really sound great on drums because they're always flamming everything. Their flams are so like, you know, pronounced and they're supposed to be flamming. And he's like, but they don't really concentrate on unisons. And I was like, what is that? What are you talking about? And like, I get the idea of unisons and I'm like, I think you should use both. He's like, well, how do you guys feel about that? And I'm like, well, yeah, I think that unisons are good for when unisons are good and flams are good. I'm like, I love a good like Vinny Phil or a good like Tony Williams Phil with some rad flams. But then I love like, you know, like he was like Steve Gadd's like unisons are like no one can touch him. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And so we just started getting into this whole concept of like 
playing something like playing both your hands in unison and then like a pattern or something and then playing them as flams. And then I started developing like on the spot, like this thing where like, you know, like um, you're playing eighth notes with your right hand and then you're playing quarter notes with your left. And then you like play those in unison. Like you play those, those two notes that land on, you know, on the beat in unison, but then you start flamming those and then you flam them the other way. And then you play it back in unison. And that was like this cool topic. And then it was like, well, we could do that also with your foot, you know, like, mm. you're, you know, and then, and then that started developing this whole topic. And then we started talking about different rhythms. And then he was like talking about a box. Right. And he's like, okay, so, you know, you can play your right hand and your right foot together in unison and you don't want to flam those, or you can flam, do that same exercise, but then you can also do your left hand, left foot. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but then you can also start playing different patterns like that. But then he's like, you can go diagonal too, like where your right foot and your left hand, I mean, your yeah, left hand should play in unison and then like, you know, know the difference of the flam and the, and the, the yeah. unison notes and then vice versa. And then he's like, then you can start playing different patterns or rudiments. Like for example, if you played like a paradiddle, for example, and you play like, your right hand and your right foot at the same time as that paradiddle and then vice versa. But then you do that diagonal thing where your right hand left foot plays the par- the right handed paradiddle. And then your left hand left right foot plays a left handed paradiddle. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. And it started, we started developing like this whole thing where it's like, dude, the can of worms that we keep opening every single week is amazing and these concepts that all you get a room of drummers that once we've broken down that that you know like it's so different from the sheds that i've been going to once you break down that barrier of like inferiority complex where everybody now feels welcome and feels like they have a voice and that that opinion is accepted open arm like with open arms and open mind where we're like, that's a great idea. I've never thought about that. Now we're like uncovering all these things and we're like growing together as a group. It's amazing, dude. That's it's so amazing. Cool. That's right. I know I'm very enthusiastic about this, but it's because I'm fired up. It's really, it's really a cool thing. Oh, sounds, sounds great. I, yeah. um, have you ever, sorry, something you said made me think of, um, one of the, to share one of the things I've been exploring is, um, with ostinatos with your feet is doing odd groups over the bar with your feet. God. <laughs> I mean, like, it, what do you mean? Like, like it could be as simple as doing like, um, a three, like a grouping of three sixteenths where you do two kicks and then a space. Okay. So then you're doing a three note grouping essentially of sixteenths. So that'll go over the bar line. If you do like, you know, for a simple one and then work on other stuff with your hands while you're doing stuff like that. Yes. Or your kicks doing that. Or, you know, like you could get into like, you know, fives and sevens or whatever. This is, this is what I love, dude. It's like, like, okay. So the, the first inclination, like this is, this is me going like, my first thought is like, that's impossible. And then I just move on to something else. But then when you start really uncovering and developing these things, um, you start, once you like can execute some of them, then it's like, man, then you start uncovering the possibilities. Like the, it's the, the another, like a great example is what you just said. Um, you know, and, and fu- that's, that's what all these masters are really doing. You know what I mean? 
Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're taking one thing and taking it a step further and a step further and a step further and then doing it like this, incorporating another limb, incorporating another thing, you know? And then it's just like, dude, you're just, the possibilities are endless, especially, I mean, it's, yeah, I can't say that enough, but that's what happened with this, 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 um, eighth note accent exercise thing. It's the simplest thing ever. And we just took that, like, I took that as like our first warm up of the day, you know, let's get everybody started on this and we'll do it like in three different tempos. And then it was like, you know, we can take that. And instead of playing the accent, we can flam. And I was like, Oh, and then we, like, I added that for the next, and you know, instead of doing the accent or instead of doing the flam, we can do a diddle. I'm like, ah! you know, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Do it, and then like the same thing. Doing a different ostinato, you can take the simplest hand warm up and add an ostinato, and suddenly you're doing something that's super advanced. You know? Yeah, that's cool, man. Sounds like yeah. a great, a great hang. So I gotta. I, that's one of the things I want to really develop is different ostinatos because, especially when you start getting into like playing a clave on your left foot or something like that, that's that's always been just impossible for me. Yeah, that one's really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, but man, when you get that stuff, it just, and it just, it's, even if it's like, you're not going to use that in context, you're not going to put that in songs or whatever. It still is, it, un, it unlocks part of your brain to where you are able to execute things that you didn't think. Like even for me this morning, even a simple thing in the morning, seven in the morning, you know, or like seven thirty in the morning where you're tired, you're trying to get your day started you're drinking coffee, you know, whatever. And then you're forcing yourself to do like this quarter note ostinato, very simple with like an eighth note accent exercise. And your accents are landing off the beat and on the beat, you know, in different ways. Mm -hmm. It's challenging, man. It'll wake you up. It'll wake you up and get you, you know, it'll get your brain working. And then that translates into other stuff when you're playing and soloing and all that. I'm sure you know, dude, that's all the stuff you'd probably work on in college and stuff. Yeah, well, it's funny, yeah, because this whole, the chops and coffee community, got, like, hearing you talk about it reminded me of, of back, like, when I went to school, and, like, mm -hmm. just, like, um, you know, there would be, like, the, 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 the folks who are there, and they, they practice a lot, you know, and they, because the school was open, I can't remember, if it, it might have been open 24 hours, or, no, I think, I think it was open till, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Okay. So I would always be there really late practicing and um, the rooms weren't like completely sound isolated or anything. So you could hear when there's another drummer or someone else in the, on the same floor as you or in the building. And I used to just, you know, you'd always pop in and each other and say hi and chat and see what he, everybody's working on. And, you know, like just exchange ideas. Like I'd always yeah. see, I'd see Mike Dawson in there and, always, so always cool. want to see what that fool's working on he always had something cool <laughs> he brought a he brought a weird it wasn't weird and conceptually it's like it's it doesn't seem hard until you start doing it but he he brought um he led a chops and coffee one time and he brought a a paradiddle exercise that had like um i can't remember what the accents were but you start off on 16th notes you play these accents um and um I can't remember exactly how it was. I can pull it up, but it's uh, you play a simple like accent, 16th note paradiddle. Right. And then the next like exercise was playing the same accent, but you're playing eighth note triplets and you're still playing a paradiddle. Mm -hmm. And like he lost everybody. 
like the whole entire room was just like, can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it was like that exercise. I never even revisited that exercise. He's like, you just have to trust the sticking. I know you have to trust the sticking. So that's like a thing that we always say, like whenever we're looking at anything, it's like, you got to try, you guys got to trust the sticking, you know? Yeah. So it's really, um, it's a unique thing, man. You know, I don't want to make this whole podcast about chops and coffee, but it's really a unique thing that one of the most unique things that drum brigade has done, um, where it just started off as a simple idea and you know, it's, it's cool. It's a good thing. And it's a bad thing that it's like, we don't charge money for this. It's free. Um, I think that translates into other things like people buy merch or, you know, it helps us spread the brand awareness and all that stuff. So, and I'm sure things will, there will be a payoff, you know, in some way, shape or form down the road, but it's created a whole nother thing for drum brigade that like, I didn't think would happen. <laughs> you know, it was just like, I remember like, I, you know, I, I told you, like I started waking up early nowhere and I was like, I want to invite some of my friends to like warm up. Like I'm, I'm going to go practice right now. And then I was like, you know, I like, I was just thinking I was seeing, I don't remember if I was seen in yoga or something at a park. And I was just like, wonder why we don't do that. Like we should work out together, you know, like, and so I was like, I just need to do a warm up. Maybe we could just do like a 15, 20 minute warm up, you know, with our buddies and like get ready for practice. And then, so I called you and then you're like, I can't do it today. And then I called John and John's like, yeah, I'll do it with you. And then he's like, we should invite some other people. And then he invited Isaiah Skill, and, um, we did it three way, like warm up. We just did like a simple one thing, warm up different tempos and like it. And then he's like, I was like, we should invite more people. This is cool. Like we should invite other dudes and maybe like have other dudes like, you know, round table, like, Hey, you, you lead the warm up today. So the idea was like, let's get like Mike, Mike Dawson, let's get Thomas Lang, let's get whoever, Stan Bicknell, let's get all these guys to try to lead a warm up for us, what they do for a warm up, you know, and get like, and then, and then it was like, well, maybe we should invite like the public. It's just a Zoom meeting. Maybe we should invite people in us and warm up with like some of these leader guys, you know? And then I did not think it was going to be me leading it every week, but it's like, trying to get dudes lined up, you know, you think it's hard to get people to, on the show on the podcast, dude, try to get people to wake up at seven and lead a group <laughs> class for free. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So we had, we did have like Tosh led one, Kevin Aguchi led one, Mike Dawson led one. Um, and it was cool, but it, it, it's like guys that aren't regular there. Um, they don't, it's hard for them to, um, what am I trying to say? Like, know the format, you know, they'd be like, yeah, here's a warm up that I do. And it's just like, you know, a simple one and it's, and we're done in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, yeah, okay. So yeah, let's do another one guys, you know, and I have to jump in. So, you know, but it's dude, it's really, really, really cool. I would, I, I don't want to pressure you, but <laughs> I talk about you all the time oh. and they're always like, I always, I always have to be like the guy I do the podcast with, you know, like, and like, <laughs> Yeah, they're like really cool. It's just practice pad though. You just practice pad it up and have coffee and chat, and yeah. it's really cool. I got. I'll, I'll I'll make one of them soon. I I gotta. I have to. It'll yeah. probably be chaos. I'll probably be muted the whole time because that's fine. The my little ones are usually r- roaming free at that hour. It's like the 
it's totally fine the before school time power yeah, hour. and i always mute <laughs> i always mute everybody once we start warming up you know like and it, it's like it's dude you yeah it's really really simple stuff it's like it, there's nothing really hard you know there's there's a couple like rudiment stuff that like i've seen you get like no problem but I'm always trying to come up with new, new stuff though. You know, I'm like, I'm, I hope this isn't too easy for you guys. If it is, it's just because I'm trying to get everybody on the same page. Like, you know, like I said, like some of my students show up and it's really cool, man. It's turned out to be a really positive thing. And, um, there's days where I'm like, I do not want to do this. I don't want to wake up early. I don't want to, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to share. Like, I don't know how I'm going to prepare for this. And then I leave Today was like that. I'm like, I don't want to do chops and coffee, man. And then I left this morning like, that was freaking dope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? join the patreon all good things but you know the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store yes we have so much like dope swag up there we got men's shirts sweatshirts got women's shirts we got kids shirts yes onesies we got socks mugs phone cases stickers got it all all in different sizes all in different colors just for you so if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the brotherhood of drums go to drumbrigade.com visit our merch store oh yeah on another note too dude i've been going to these sheds local sheds here yeah you're telling me that story that's a different story phil (laughs) (laughs) um it's not a bad thing um that's not like as positive as like I'm making like as I don't want to talk crap because it's it's definitely a cool thing and it's bringing a community together. It's just done in a different way, man. A yeah. lot of competition. <laughs> it's more of a competitive competitive atmosphere. Yeah, and that's their thing. That's their thing. It's not my thing, but it's their thing. Their thing is like, dude, healthy competition will you know, will you know like um. What are that? What is that saying? Like the, um, it raises all the ships. You know, like if you if you raise the bar, you show up and you raise the bar, then everybody's gonna rise to that level. And so it's sometimes it's not healthy, in my opinion. Sometimes it's a little bit like they're not afraid to be like. It's built on like a little bit of positivity. Like, hey man, if you can't hang, it's okay to just play, like, George of the Jungle on the toms for your turn. You know, like you can do that. Just try to keep it consistent and try to stay on beat, you know, and like everybody's trying new stuff, but try to try to stay in your lane. That's what they always say. Try to stay in your lane and try to like, don't go out of your comfort zone. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I'm doing. I'm trying new stuff. I'm trying licks. I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to like broaden my vocabulary, you know? Yeah, that's, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I know you have strong opinions. I don't. I've been I, going. I think that's weird to be like, only some of us can really branch out and explore. But if you're not, if you're not as good as me, you're not allowed to. You have to be. Here's you the have thing. to pretend you're a drum machine. Here's the thing, dude. There's, 
a lot of these guys are, they're all young. Like I'm by far the oldest guy that goes and, um, they're all younger guys and, you know, they don't, they don't have a lot of the experiences that we have, you know, or, you know, that, that I've experienced or, you know, any of that stuff. So they kind of look to me and like some of the other guys that go as like, not mentors as far as playing, but kind of like we're the, the elders, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, but it's, it's hard for me, man. It's so hard for me to step out uh, and just go to something like that. Um, it's like, I just feel like I'm not, I don't belong there, man. I'm, I, I feel like I do belong there as far as like, I feel like I'm a person in the drum community. I feel like I pay a lot of attention to my playing and my abilities, but I just am not a chop guy. And so the whole entire time I'm in my head, mm-hmm. just like, how do I get out of this? You know? And I'm trying to like fight or flight syndrome, you know, like whatever that is. Like I'm, I'm trying to like overcome that because I want to be able to execute some crazy stuff on gigs and you know, when I want to, and, and I feel like that will break down that barrier. I don't want to be in my comfort zone all the time, you know? Um, and so, and I want to adopt some of those fast licks, but it's, uh, feel like there's, yeah, it's just different. It's just different, man. It's, it's a good, it's, it's, it's good and healthy for me. I feel like I can maintain my positivity and maintain my, um, it hasn't brought me down to the, you know, rock bottom yet. It's like, I feel good about it. I feel like I can still be positive and maintain my humility and, you know, and see uncover weaknesses of other people and be like, okay, I don't want to do that, you know, or I don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and then it also helps me to pull out stuff that I've been working on or not, you know? So, but it is, man, it's different. It's different. And like, it's showing me that, you know, I want to keep, I want to stay relevant in the drum world as as long as I can, you know, being a business owner and somebody who's like, working towards being a staple or a leader in the drum community, I feel like I need to do stuff like this. And I also feel like I need to show up in the right way. Like I need to show up in a way that I represent the drum brigade in a good way, you know? And so, so far I don't feel like I'm doing that. I feel like I'm barely doing that. I feel like I'm, I'm faking that. That's an imposter syndrome, but <laughs> I feel like, if I showed up and played like Tosh, you know, and I know we're not comparing ourselves to other people, but you know what I mean? Like if I, if I had those kind of chops, mm-hmm. I would be a lot more recognizable as a staple in our community than what I do now. Right now I'm self-deprecating like, oh man, I didn't play what I wanted. Oh dude, like you guys are so great, man. Like, um, and everybody's like, stop, man. You you sound great, man. And I'm just like, nah, dude, nah. You know, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm the greatest. I still want to maintain that humility, but I want to also prove it through my playing, not through like, you know, you guys know I was in modern drummer. I was in modern drummer. I used to play for the agri lights. I toured all over the world. Like, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but a lot of those guys are those guys, you know? Yeah. So anyways, it's complicated. Yeah. yeah. It's fun though. It's, it's fun stepping out and just being like helping and being like, yeah, man, like I'm a drummer too, you know? And like, I just don't, man, I've never been good with like, this is the thing. Like it's, it's no secret that like, okay, drum brigade is a thing. 
like I have magnets on my car that say drum brigade school, call this number for lessons, blah, 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 blah. So I show up, people know I'm a teacher. People know, like I do what I do through drum brigade. You know, I'm, I, I've kind of gotten over the hump of just putting myself out there, posting videos of me playing drums, all of that stuff and not really feeling bad about it. You know, having no regrets, just being like, I'm accepted in this community. I'm doing it. Yeah. And, um, so I show up with that and everybody are before they even hear me play is already kind of like, dude, I can't wait to hear you play, man. I want to hear you play. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure, dude. Like I'm not (laughs) (laughs) like, I didn't grow up playing. I know I'm black and I'm, I play drums. And so I obviously grew up playing in church and I have all the gospel chops in the world. That is not true. I grew up playing ska and punk and reggae. Well, I get it. I mean, I mean, when you, you've got, I mean, just if, if I, if I was to take myself out of, out of my own shoes and look at drum brigade and Corey as a thing, it's impressive, man. You're impressive. (laughs) That's a lot of pressure, (laughs) Phil. (laughs) I mean, you've got, you know, you've got your, you obviously have stuff dialed in, you know, you've got a brand. You've got logos, you've got a slick website, you've got all this experience, you've got a great resume, you've got tons of videos of you playing, and they're all great, you know? Like, Thanks, man. <laughs> like, I understand why why someone, you know, especially some of these newer, younger guys that are just like, all they do is Instagram videos, and then they go stumble on you on the internet, and they find just like pages, pages of Google, of Google hits. <laughs> Of, of different things that Corey does and it's dude but the thing is that i think i'm just the same or if not worse than a lot of drummers out there with my mental my whole life until the last probably year has been like me in my own head like it's not good enough i don't have ten thousand subscribers you know i don't i don't have those licks that like tosh or jd becker or any of these other you know eric moore or any of those guys do i've just i've had a career in music but I don't think any of it's noteworthy. Like, you know, this is me telling myself these, I call them stop sign stories, you know, that like, that's why I'm not the greatest or whatever. But like, I, I understand what you're saying and I've worked really hard towards that and I appreciate it. I'm just saying that it adds a lot of, it adds a whole nother level of pressure because then I get on the drums and I'm expected to perform. Like, yeah, I've been in this situation where dudes I've, I've you know, when I was touring like crazy and then I'd go to like a jazz jam or something and then all these kids would be there and they'd be like, okay, we're like, Corey's going to solo now. And they're like, go. And I'm just like playing a groove. Like, I don't, I'm not a soloist, you know, like, and they're just like, what the heck dude? Like, I thought you like, and I'm just like, uh, it's not what I do. You know, I'm working on that just like you are, but like, that's not what I do. Like, I'm not a chop guy. I don't, this is like probably the, the seventh chop I've ever been to in my life. I don't chop every, I don't, I mean, shed, I don't <laughs> shed every week, you know, like I haven't shed in like a year and a half. They should just I've call been, it a chop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, chop, anyway, chop, so, chop. but then, but then like I was saying, Phil, you play and then these guys are like, dang, dude, you're really dope. And you're like, what did I even do? Like I did like a, I don't know, like a rudiment lick. That was, that was dope, man. You got some ideas. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, dude. Like, should I like, then I'm just like, I want to tuck, like curl up in a ball and be like, I don't, I don't know who I am anymore. 
you know like <laughs> this is like this is my mental dude i'm like telling you guys the secrets but this is like my mental state when i go to a shed oh, where yeah. i'm just like i don't i don't know what i'm doing i don't i don't know who i am and, oh, and i'm right with you man i'm right with you i good to have that <laughs> voice being like that sucked oh you messed that up good right. job you suck oh you can't do that thing that dude did <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm like can you at least execute something like can you at least do something and i'm yeah. and then i get off and they're like bro that was so sick and i'm like what that georgia like, the nothing jungle came lick, out man. right georgia the jungle lick was dope yeah seriously at one point i threw my sticks up in the air like forget it i'm done i can't do anything and they're just like dude i you're just not landing it but you i can hear what's in there it's super dope and then like as i got over my hump then i could start like playing a little bit but it was just like I got to practice, man. Like I got I started texting. Like I, I texted Kevin Aguchi and I texted Tosh like, yo, do you want to like work out on some stuff? Like one-on-one, -on -one? like, you know, like Channing Holmes was telling me that like, you know, like he doesn't really go to sheds anymore. Like I'm sure he has, but he's like, I don't, I work on stuff on my own. He's like, but this type of thing is like what dancers would do. You know, Channing's like a, a big tap dancer guy. And like, he's like, we would do like tap dance sheds like this. Like we would riff off of each other, you know, all night long. We would do this all night and it wasn't like it's riffing, you know, and it's not like outdoing each other. You run out of, I run out of ideas in two seconds, you know, like four times around, I got nothing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like, it's, that's not what it should be. It should be like, it should be like me and you, working off of each other and being like, what was that? And then working that out and then trying to play like loop something so that we can both get it. Yeah. You know, and then going to a shed and being like, I got some stuff, you know, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to work with my peers. Yeah. You know, or work with somebody like Tosh that that's what he does and then get some of that stuff to enhance. That's how you grow. You know, then you could go to a shed and then grow because then you're, you know, you're used to being in that situation. Mm -hmm. So, man, there's so many ways to grow. That, <laughs> that's definitely a cool one. Yeah. I think if it's done the right way, man, I, you know, I feel like this one is borderline for me where they keep saying you need to come to the LA sheds that that's where you'll fit in a little bit more. I'm like, no chance, dude, no chance. Am I going to a shed with like, you know, Eric Moore and, and Ron Bruner and, you know, all the, all these dudes that, you know, I'm just, there's no chance I'm jumping in with those guys. No way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need like a year of just practicing sheds only. <laughs> that's what's crazy though, dude, is these guys, that's all they do. It's like, these guys aren't interested in like joining a band and playing music. You know, it, it's, they're like, they're like fighters, like like boxers that are like, okay, I'm joining a boxing gym. And then the teacher's like, okay, their coach is like, okay, I'm going to make you a champion fighter. And they're like, nah, I'm good, man. I just want to spar. <laughs> That's like exactly what it is. I want to get like so good at sparring that I just annihilate everybody at sparring. That's it. Damn. I don't want to be a champion fighter. I don't even want to get in the ring. I just want to spar. That's it. <laughs> That's how, that's what shedding is turned into these guys, these kids, dude, you see their Instagram. The reason why it's only chops is that that's all they work on. They don't even, I don't even think they play to music. That's crazy. They just work on shedding. What licks can they bring? What new licks can they bring to the shed? That's it.
It's its own, it's its own thing, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. See, Phil, we're in, we're doing it wrong. There's tons of money in shedding. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've had a dose of good um update on playing, you know, of critiquing myself. Sorry, that was yeah. a jumbled mess coming out of my mouth. But um yeah, I did like another video. Every time I do video shoots for that drum company where I'm doing like drum demos or whatever, mm-hmm. I like essentially spend an entire day just filming myself. <laughs> and, yeah. And then I have to go through all the footage later and it's just like it's humbling. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm definitely there, man. I I dude, doing lesson videos and stuff. I've just come to grips with like I think I'm the I think I'm the teacher that is okay with mess messing up shows transparency. So anyways, Phil, you know, as a great Jeff and Dyke said, I'm still working on it myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just uh, occurred. It just occurred to me that that's kind of what Instagram is right now for drummers. It's like, yes. Uh, yeah. It's like a, an online shed almost. Yeah, so it's like I was telling my wife about this. Little clips of them ripping, and then they right. see other people's clips of them ripping, and they're like, "Oh, I want to post a clip of me ripping. I like that exactly. idea. I want to learn that one." And it's so I've 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 been in this long enough to see this whole thing progress, and I was trying to explain this to my wife, like what is happening in our drum community and like the needs of our drum community, and my role in that. Um, and so like, I've seen this whole thing progress since I was a little kid going to NAMM show and then seeing drummers like, wow, a crowd of people with chops, you know? And then that turned into like the buddy rich videos with those dudes basically essentially doing a shed. That's the first time I ever saw a shed, you know, drummers playing together. And then me and my buddies started doing that because we wanted to be like that video and then going to NAMM and seeing all that stuff, seeing drummers do that live and like, seeing John Blackwell and it started with Marvin Smitty Smith and Dennis Chambers and all those kind of guys at NAMM show. Then these kids started coming Thomas Pridgen when he was a little seven year old kid, wowing the crap out of like a crowd of people. And then you had like John Blackwell come through with twirling sticks and doing all this stuff. Then Eric Moore came and took that to the next level. And then these guys are shedding together and you'd walk around NAMM and look for that. That's the whole reason why I went, mm-hmm. you know, and um, then you have the whole internet Instagram stuff where now all these kids have seen that and it's like so concentrated and it's so stimulating that listening to a whole song just to get a cool lick out of it is too much. Like it takes too long. I just want concentrated like stuff so that I can be stimulated in that way. So that's what Instagram is. That's what sheds are. It's just all of that stuff concentrated into like the fastest, craziest licks so that everyone can get that stimulation. And the guys like us are like, it's not musical. It's just shoes in a dryer, dude. But these kids are so used to that, that like listening to a song or listening to somebody play in the pocket, they're like, that's too much. I, I don't, it's taking too long. Get to something cool. That's what it is. That's funny. That's what drumming's become. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, Phil, I didn't even ask you how you've been. I just jumped into chops and coffee and all that stuff. We've took two weeks off and that's cool, you know, but I know we do have to wrap this up this week because you got an appointment. So, and I I have work to do. So, um, but we're going to have a show next week. I'm pretty sure. Yes. And I'm going to try to schedule a guest for next week and, um, it'll be a great show. So, yeah. Um, yes. So, um, that being said, um, all of you guys for listening. I know it's a short show today. I know we just rambled, talked a lot about a lot of different things in the drum community, but, um, you know, it needed to be said, needed to be said, Mm -hmm. and this is the place to say it. (laughs) Um, so anyways, guys, yeah, if you're interested in, I know we talked a lot about chops and coffee, but if you're, if you're interested in joining chops and coffee, 7 a.m. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on zoom, all you got to use is the, there's a page on drumbrigade.com that gets you to chops and coffee. Just fill out the form, sends me an email. I send you the link. It's that simple. If you sign up for chops and coffee, you get 10% off of merch too, if you're interested. So, um, you have to sign up for more than once though. You have to come, you have to show up, you know, I have to make a stipulation. Yeah. Like you have to show up for a month, then I'll send you the code. (laughs) Um, and also, uh, $5 lessons. Don't forget about that. It's on a Patreon. So big banner on drumbergate.com, all that stuff. Um, funky Phil, you have a website. If people want lessons, philpardell.com, coreykingston.com. That's if you want information about me directly. I might get rid of coreykingston.com though and just do Drum Brigade. Mm. Who uses it? (laughs) Actually, I can't do that because a lot of things are linked to that. Well, anyways, why am I thinking out loud? Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Funky Phil, for coming through today, forcing me to do the show, forcing me, gun to my head. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Stop talking to me. This fool. It sucks, basically, is the word. That's not helpful. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.